You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Erev Shabbos Tshuva, Tavshin Pei Gimel, this must be Rizcho Daraiso. I'm here with Agoyim Rabbi Yosef Gabriel Bechofil. Um, Rabbi Yosef, the Rabbi has once again indicated to us his strength, his power. We know Gvuras Kshomim, that bracha that always reminds us of the Rabbi Nishom's ultimate strength. And clearly people in the Atlantic coast, uh, whether it was this Tampa, St. Pete area, other parts of Florida, and um, the now the Northeast are recognizing the Rabbi Nishom's Kayach through the hurricane, through Hurricane Ian. I know that you have a family there. Why don't you give us a report of what you're hearing? I know you have uh, your daughter lives in Orlando. Yeah, and my daughter lives in Orlando. So they, they got the basically tropical storm strength, but they um, they lost power. They all slept in the, the room where there were no windows because they didn't want to be in case the window blew out. And they lost power at 2 in the morning. They got back, I think, at 4 in, in the um, afternoon or something. Um, but... Um, with Baruch Hashem, no no, uh, no major damage. The fence knocked down. It's part of a tree knocked down. But she showed, she sent me a picture not not so far from her where there was water high up in the streets and uh, some good Floridians were using the traveling by surfboard. Of people coming into the shoals and, and being mispalil, not for something they have to imagine uh, in terms of din, imagine a, a god sitting in justice. Uh, as a judge sitting higher up, but rather they can actually sense the winds and the power. Um, it is, in a way, terrible, of course, for the loss of life and and the property damage. Uh, many of us still remember, of course, Hurricane Sandy, the Ibrakarinish that made it in the Velt, um, the, and, and especially since Lakewood and many of the other places were hit so terribly. But again, if we talk about the positives, which is the reminder of of the Rabboni Shalom as the Shalit Kolohoretz, the fact that we have to give our tefillahs to him. It's definitely, I, I have Rachmanus on anyone that has to sit in a, in a, in a, in a dark room and be worried. But uh, Baruch Hashem, they're all right. And uh, now, yeah, it's, uh, you can see that Koyach is spent. Uh, it's interesting, though, isn't it, that there's so many Eden are in Florida now. I mean, it's obvious it's always been a haven uh, for snowbirds. It's always been a place where people have gone to retire. When I learned in yeshiva uh, by Rabbi Yechen and Zweig, Shulita, uh, I was very aware of the amount of transplants that were all around Miami, and North Miami Beach. But it's it's way more than just the Miami area. Um, right? Walt Disney is probably turning over in some swampy grave, knowing all the Firma Jews that are now in the Orlando area. Yep, it's uh, all definitely It's a very uh, impressive. I mean, it seems that where Jews have uh, major urban centers, we're out throughout across the country. They are Faratzoyama uh, Vakema. The small towns are dying. The big cities are growing. The big cities include uh, places like Florida and a uh, place like Muncie, and even place like Chicago. I had somebody here recently from Peterson Park. Said a few years Peterson Park was like uh, you know. Um, Losing Jews and now it's full of Jews. So, um, yeah, Hashem, Amisol is growing. 
strange, though, in a way, because I guess part of us, part of I mean, anybody want to live in Peterson Park, you're saying. <laughs> well, as we both lived there for a while, although I technically lived on the other south side of Peterson, so I was I was Albany Park, no Albany Park, exactly Albany Park. Uh, the people like there's hundreds of people listening. I don't know what they're talking about, but yes, there is a line of demarcation which which park you live in, right? Which park you are? Are you in this park or that park? That's the Chicago Chicagoans are Chicagoans are extremely like knowledgeable and proud of their neighborhoods. They're very, very, right? And and, and it's, it's part of being a Chicagoan is to really have shalita on, on, on the shtot. And uh, it was In Pomona, there were no Jews there a few years ago, right? Also, same thing. So, uh, clearly, what about Elizabeth? Is Elizabeth going by leaps and browns? <laughs> Elizabeth has its own unique reasons why it's sort of like a Sisyphian type of growth process. And that has to do with a lot of the... Internal... You roll the ball up, the, the, up yes. the hill and then it rolls down again. Yes, yes, yes. So there is, yes, that's what I mean. So there is a reason why that... By the way, how is it with the, the your minion on Rosh Hashanah? Did you keep on the Svati Minhagim appropriately? Um, I, 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 I think that basically we were fine as far as Minhagim uh, Asfaldim. I didn't want to speak out too strongly to what I thought was the mass exodus uh, to Tashlich, um, which again, I, I mass exodus from where? From Shul? I'm saying the fact that there's, you know, the, the two and a, two hours have to be allotted, almost two hours allotted for 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 the Tashlich experience. Um, I, again, I I find it difficult to to justify, to tell you the truth. Um, I'm not going to be. Uh, I don't want to be to throw shade on. I mean, hugging Kedushim of, of Yisrael. Well, maybe they had a long way to walk. I'm saying they, they walked quite a distance. And uh, I remember, you know, and again, the amount, how precious every moment of Rosh Hashanah is, you know, to take that walk and, you know, look, we know it's men and women. I remember uh, one of, I think I was in 1974, I think it was, Ashlich, on Rosh Hashanah in Ner Yisrael. And the Rosh Hashiva was walking, and there were women. How do you find the in Neri Yisrael, we would walk down Mount Wilson Lane to an area where we played football, usually on Arab Shabbos. And there was a stream, a running stream there. Um, uh, I remember that was a stream that a good friend of mine who didn't like the crowded Hasidic mikvah. In in, in in Baltimore, he used that as his mikvah tahira for Rosh Hashanah Erev Yom Kippur. Um, well, you can't really use for a mikvah, but okay. Yeah. All right. You're asking Akasha on a 14-year-old guy? Like, look. Uh, anyway, the point was Tishikab, and I guess it was. But it was a nice running stream. Uh, and that's where people went for Tashrach. And I remember that was the first time I really saw the Rosh Hashiva up close, because I was walking right near him. And I remember him grumbling and saying, because he saw that there were all these Kaila wives and their daughters of the Rabbeim were all going together. Like, what is this? Like, you know, again, from your neck of the woods, the Germans would have been very happy. This would have been a really nice, you know, going. He's, but are you Shiva? We should go. Right. So I think for Ruderman's angst, plus comments of the Vilna Gone, uh, you know, sort of uh, 
sort of allowed me, you know, this sort of uh, curmudgeon-like view of what Tashlich is. And I, I think it really, in a way, uh, you know, it ends up eating precious time from the Yom Adin. So I, I didn't say anything, though. I didn't say anything. I said... Now you did. What? what? Now, now I did. All right, good. They should listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. escape during COVID. Part of it is because people don't want the amount of legislation and um, government interference. And states like Florida, uh, because of Ron DeSantis and, and other legislators there, has become a, a much more of a uh, comfortable haven uh, for for Jews. Um, it, but it's even true in, in Arizona, which is also a similar state, I have to tell you, I've heard that near Scottsdale, somewhere there, there is now a very large community of Hasidic Shayyid, 350 families uh, that have moved out there to Arizona. And uh, I, I, I discovered this because, you know, I, I learned in the, in the Bava Rekailo here, uh, near my home, and, I, and a new person came in, and I sort of take it upon myself uh, that I'm going to like, come over and and talk. In, in Union. Oh, how close is that to you? That's uh, six, seven minutes away. Above of her encampment, that's called Bubba 45. Um, they had, uh, they've had a, a, a seaboard there for about two years now. And I, they welcomed me with open arms as part of their kailo in the afternoon uh, to actually give shiurim there as well. And the blue shirt? In the blue shirt, yes. Wow. <laughs> um, and and I'm very happy to go there. At, uh, they're very, uh, you know, he's very open-minded. Look, you know what? Here's the thing, Yosef. Even if I wear the white shirt and a frock, I'd still be, a, you know, someone else, right? It don't make a difference, all right? Believe me, if you're not them, you're not them. The blue shirt, the white shirt, believe me, they're not, they're, you're not earning brownie points because you came with a white shirt today. You still, right? So, come on. True, true. I, I'm telling you, I know, but they relate. I'm, I'm able to relate to my bubba of friends um, with speaking Yiddish. We were schmoozing. So a person comes in, and I say, "Oh, here's somebody." So okay, I see that he's sitting there in front of the Gemara with a star kite. But then I notice that he's got an earpiece, and he's not just chazering the Gemara to himself, saying, "Over, oh, actually, it's a, a tifa piece in Yeridea in Shulchan Aruch," but he's talking to somebody. Okay, so I'm to somebody. So I waited till he, he finished and I went over to him and I said, Oh, Shalom So he says, Yeah, he's speaking, you know, he's speaking to uh, his Chavrus who's in Arizona. <laughs> so here he is in union uh, with his earpiece and he has a Chavrus shop every day with another Chsidish young man in the Scottsdale, Phoenix area. And they're Baruch Hashem. So uh, it is incredible, really, because you have you know, moving out from what, what we would call the heart of the city. Uh, the heart of the Jewish encampments and finding places uh, to entrench themselves in a new way, you know. But I, again, I'm rem- again whether it's a 475 families in Linden, 70 uh, above of her 45ers, 70 mishpachos uh, in Union. Uh, uh, well, okay, on that 49ers. <laughs> well, I want to tell you they asked. You know, I I've spoken a number of times to them, and they asked to be soiger v'chleirachsanya. So I said to them that I want to just tell you one you say, Bubba 45. I want to tell you that Mo'anachnu, Mechayenu, Mechazdenu, Metzikazdenu, 
that you are mem hey you're taka mole chilus you're mole chesed you're mole tzidkis that you know how to be moshia other people who come in you've changed their lives right you know that you have that keach that gvura right mem hey noimar lefanecha you know what you can Hashem elikeinu v'keach v'yisenu yeah so anyway they enjoyed that a lot so that was but the point is, is I'm trying to make is that, yes, the chassidim are moving out, buying homes, Baruch Hashem enjoying it. But I remember there was a there was a um, a critique that was uh, thrown the Rishoner's way, because for years the idea was we lived in hovels, we lived in Anatevka, we lived in Savarfin. Not the Rishoner. Oh, but when the Rishoner went and bought this incredible home, this incredible pal- palace that he lived in. My father, told me about the Sokolovers' giant house. And he remembered when he was a Ben Bayes, they remembered all the different rooms and where the kids used to play. But when so Chassidah Sherebis have had large estates. And I remember which uh, Rav it was. It might have been someone from, from the Yidah Kodesh or Rabinim. Somebody sent a, a, a message to the Rishoner how could this be? Isn't this, in a way, you turn, you're, you're entrenching, you say that we have to be Meshadach, our children, that we have to have a type of normal living. We can't live like 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 Urmalite consistently. But to actually live in such a way, isn't, aren't we really turning our back? I think for years we, we thought, I think I did, that yes, America had these little small towns, they've moved into the into the large megapolis, and now it's just going to be we're waiting for that jump to Eretz Yisrael. But this this spread kite, as, as as logical as it is, from a sociological standpoint, the nachas that it's giving so many, doesn't it really run counter to the idea that we're being mitzape just for the Yeshua? Seems to it, right? It seems to be, yeah, yeah. It seems to be more of an entrenching in Golos and Vaiter Golos, yeah. And, 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 and so we can applaud it. In fact, again, it, it, it's, it's not only Chassidah Sherebis, the OU, that I was actually working with the OU representatives in Houston uh, 10, 11 years ago, uh, talking with them about who, what sort of communities are going to be great because uh, the infrastructure uh, was, was, was breaking down in the Northeast, the, 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 what, what it was costing to send kids to school, the inability to really service communities properly, on a logic, but that means just like the 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 green people that you are you know supporting in some way who are saying yeah let's look about the world let's look about the world beyond that 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 we're going to with the word about the the year twenty fifty the year twenty sixty the year twenty seventy what's going to be in the planet so we've got to stop with the bags now we have to we have to bring in all the electric cars now otherwise aren't we supposed to be in our davening, Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, Yom and the Royim, we're on the cusp of Mashiach, right? So what what are we doing spreading out? And, and... Don't justify not caring about the environment. You don't have to care about the environment. I don't care. But don't justify it by saying, well, Mashiach kumtas, mumayinav kivina. That doesn't make sense. But, but, but... Think... You didn't mean that, right? That's not what you meant. What I meant is that if you, in, or if you are an environmentalist and think that way, you are basically not expecting 
a revolutionary event to occur that obviously could change everything. If you have Molyar's Deya and the Rabbi Shalom is being is 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 opening people to to act and think differently, which is what we know Yemos Hamashiach will be. Whether it's a Shin, we we never have... rely on the fact that most of Mashiach are, are coming in order to to make policy. Well, do we? Do you have a precedent for that? I, I, I'm just thinking about the Chofetz Chaim's suitcases, right? The Chofetz Chaim in, in Little Raden, in a, in, in a very Urimishtob, with the suitcases ready. That's, that, in other words, Er meint Mashiach kommt. No? What's that do they think? So what? Yes, that's beautiful, but an economic. Nothing to do with the environment. Just plus the environment out of this, okay? In other words, yes, nobody's walking around there, Mashiach. This is... Okay, let me ask you something. By the way, what's the about Mashiach? 30 years ago. Don't you think Mosheh is more imminent than he is today? Aren't you depressed about that? I am. I Look, I remember 1960. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, I thought, oh, Mosheh is coming any day soon. That's right. And I, we... Yeah, and I think, how am I going to make my mark on the world before Mosheh comes? <laughs> yes. Now. <laughs> I see. You never thought maybe Mosheh would finally bring that out and like it would be, it would be, Lamata wouldn't, wouldn't have, you know, the, 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 what happened is, is that the Oilam Hafuch would change. The Mashiach Elio would come in Magala. You know who the real God of Ador is? Yeah, he's sitting over there. Yeah, these. <laughs> no, I never thought about it. You're right, I should have. Okay. You never I thought guess, about it. I guess that's what you thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> Um, but I, but I think part of it. Look, I, I remember '67. I remember what we thought then. Uh, even '73. Yeah, uh, right. And but but I think it was. Int- I think it was galvanized and made more concrete by the standard of living that was going on in in, in the people that we saw. Uh, yes, the fact that there still was you know these cluster of Jews on the east side, Washington Heights, Crown Heights. Yeah, there were these little hamlets. That that were still populated by Jews, but now with the numbers growing in the United States, talked about okay. So what do you want these people to do? You want them to move to Eretz where there's also no place for them? You want them, you know, to go to Eretz and try to muscle their way in, uh, where, where where people are, where there's an economy that is it's barely allowing others to survive. So it it, it really is. I I think there's a conundrum here. Um, and again, if you take the Hasidic or non-Zionistic View of Yemaisa Mashiach, I guess you could say, look, uh, uh, it's gonna the, the nisim will happen minashamayim, and enochinami. Uh, maybe all of Scottsdale is gonna go there. Maybe all of West Palm Beach. Who knows? However, the nisim are gonna happen. <laughs> It'll happen, and and, and Eretz Hatzvi will accommodate us, and we're gonna have uh, whatever we need. I mean, isn't that really that style of thinking? If if you, I, I, I guess I, I don't know exactly what that goes through the mind of a, a person, you know. I, I, it's hard for me to say. Maybe, I think they think everything is going to be miraculous, and we'll worry about when it happens. Let's, what's going through the minds of the yeshiva light who made it big in nursing homes and buy uh, mansions in the five towns? You're not thinking about Mashiach. No, no. They're thinking that 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 NASA County is ceiling. Like the Mansion Chachma, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, they, they definitely extol and point to the greatness in, 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 of Tehra that's going on there. But again, we 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 coming, especially myself coming as a, a, a Holocaust child, 
definitely had this idea of we were on the cusp that we were right. the last star. I we think were the last. I, I think it's gone. I, I think that because has there's been so much water under the bridge since those great times of 67, 73, what else has been there since? Of it, when COVID broke out. Was? I missed that. There was a... <laughs> you don't remember people saying, oh, this Pesach, we're going to be in home, everybody, it's like, it's like, you don't remember people saying that? No, I missed that. Yeah, you remember, I have to scratch your memory. Everybody was talking about the fact that this was a Seder that it's mamish like the net, the, the, the Malachamovas is Bachutz. It was like, it, and it's all over the whole veld. Everybody was saying Mashiach's going to be here. By, by I, don't, I don't recall that in this program we had that as a conversation wow. many years, and I don't think there's that kind of anticipation of Mashiach that once we had when we were younger. And so, uh, would you say, let, let, let's get to the heart of the question. Would you say if a family um, uh, could live in a more vashpreta um and you know entrench themselves and really commit themselves to in many ways, um, is it a chisarin in Amuna by moving out and buying a big house somewhere in in the boondocks and um, uh, sort of? I don't know that I would say it's a um, I think that is important for people to have important for people to function um, I, in general I think that as I said I'm going to go back to the point which you just made I don't think it's the I think that there's a collective uh, lessening of the expectation of Mashiach which I don't think is necessarily the uh, reason not to uh, purchase our I don't think it's going to be made worse by purchasing that home in Scottsdale. In a place like Muncie, we don't feel gullous because everybody's Jewish. So that's part of what I wanted to actually, you actually, we thought the alike. I think one of the things that is beautiful about moving is that there needs to be, and I think it's already happened. I, I saw it displayed in Union. I saw that the Chassidim, and I actually spoke to the Rebbe about it, the actual Rav Unger himself, above a 45 himself and I mentioned how the people that he chose to populate the area were all sort of like superstars in a way who knew how to relate to non-Jews would be able to create a presence that, that would make a Kiddush Hashem and I think that there's another aspect of it which is to learn from the Midas Toivos that we can find out in the outside world as well when you when you grow up within the ghetto like enclaves of the Lower East Side or Borough Park or Flatbush, wherever it is, then suspicion, a sense of derision, happens towards the non-Jewish world. When you have to move to uh, a suburb, when you have to move to, you have to recognize that you know <laughs> there's something there. And, and, and I noticed that um, that um, that even among my Chassidish friends, that they're using some non-Jews to to help doing stuff around the house. And they're, they're finding, um, uh, really, in a way, not only are they an or of the Goyim, but they're discovering the or that the Goyim have in some way. And I think that is, that is a, a, a good thing. And, and maybe that, in a way, you know, if I would sit back on my perch and speak to the Rabbi Nishan, I'd say, now I know what you're doing. In a way, the Golas had become too inward. The Golas had become such an Am Levodad Yishkoyim that there were no Halos Nitzaytzes is one of the founders of a very important um, Facebook group. 
called Orthodox Jews Against Racism. It's a, a number of committed men and women dedicated to um, exemplifying the the positivity of, of of our religion towards people of all creeds and colors, and to eliminate the vestiges of that ugly the racist mentality that unfortunately does exist, and is in this case, Rabbi Yosef is displaying an example of something that fosters that, continues to foster that. Um, there's a poster for sale. You could probably get it in many fine Judaica shops and bookstores to adorn your sukkah. And this poster uh, will teach children who look at it in wonderful cartoons the laws of sukkah. So here is the uh, who's potter from sukkah. Noshim avodim katanim pturim in And we know that uh, a woman, despite the fact that she might sit in the sukkah, and an indentured servant who wasn't born a Jew, who becomes like a like like a uh, a, a partial gear, or almost a, but not completely, he's part of the sukkah just like a woman is, and a cotton implying that a cotton who still needs his mother doesn't have to be in the sukkah. Now that's the halacha, but what makes it a poster, of course, is the beautiful color picture that adorns these halachas. So there's like three boxes, and of course, no picture of women. Very good, very good. Uh, obviously, obviously, you can't have a woman in the in the picture. However, you do have two chesidisha children, and then you have you have a chesidisha a chesidisha little boy waking up in the middle of the night, saying "ima ima." So clearly, he's part of from the sukkah. Um, you also have the end of the brace about Choylin or Mishamshei a little Chsidisha boy who's unfortunately in bed with a fever. And then you have the example of the Evet, the Evet Knani. And it is clearly a black fellow um, in some sort of uh, some sort of old fashioned cap. Um, maybe he's got a bale of cotton on his uh, on his shoulders. And this is for for Jewish children throughout the world to see. This is the Evid Kanani. And yeah, well, it's true, Kanan, the Kananim were probably very dark skinned people. But obviously, this is something that <laughs> did not need to be uh, portrayed. And it's something that for Chesidisha kids or American kids seeing this in their sukkah, this tells them hey, black people <laughs> are slaves. And um, I hope the Chesidim in Union are learning that. More, uh, more open towards the, the humanity of Goyim than these posters would indicate. Uh, definitely, I, I would say that that is something. And, and again, just to say my vart once again at the close, you know, we, we say we go call Yisrael and as you know, Rav Tzodik says that it's to, it's the nitzaytzes. It's really the dvarim toivim that we discover that we find um, in those places, um, and it, it's. And which we wouldn't get had we been, you know, uh, in, in our ghettos, in our safe communities. You know, even yesterday, um, when I was in um, Avenel, uh, New Jersey, and I had to uh, uh, get a, a loaner car because uh, there was a problem that that was covered by the warranty of my own car. And as I walked towards the the, the rental area, and I went into the shop, uh, a fellow that. I, 
it definitely would have seemed definitely a, a Latin, uh, a Latino type of, of visage. Uh, and it, it could be he was even listening uh, with earbuds to something. But when he saw me walk by, he said, oh, how was your Rosh Hashanah? How was your Rosh Hashanah? Not Rosh Hashanah. I said, yeah, great. He says, how was yours? I said, yeah. He says, mine was good. I said, yeah. I said, did you hear the chauffeur? He says, yeah. Yeah, he says, I love the chauffeur. I love the chauffeur. My dad blows the chauffeur, and I love it. And again, I think those, those interactions made the, the long walk <laughs> to get the car worth it. The fact that we are, in a way, not only finding people, being lawyer people, and maybe that's what the Ramon Israel wants in terms of, of bringing us back, of bringing us back that the um, <laughs> these communities will sort of learn something to be ready uh, to be the Mamlechas Kainam and Kaikodesh, to be the Yorla Amim again. And maybe that's, I'd hate to say that that's the reason, you know, Rabbi Yosef Chaim and others would talk, would cry every day, Kali Strolls and Golas, but maybe that's what we have to learn. Maybe the Rabbi Shalom is being Marech the Golas for, for us to really get a little more humanity in order to be the leaders of Yemlis Mashiach. And on that note, my friends, uh, from Rizla, Gamar Kusim Bateva, as we say, the tefillah should be neskabu, l'malu, l'malu. Take care, everybody. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.